we really wanted some functional reason why we felt like that moment of relaxation, the wind down, the hangout with your friends on the weekend was really important. So we included a stack of functional ingredients. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Jordan Bass, who is the CEO and co-founder of Hopwater. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, and uh, let me crack a Hopwater to start. I love it. Great way to do it. I had my own uh, last night at the as a wind down, so I love the new grapefruit nice. flavor. Good, right? Yeah, it's delicious. So, you know, for somebody that's not familiar with Hopwater, I want to dive in with the backstory. You know, what led you to you launched the brand and what was that kind of founding moment for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Nick and I, my co-founder built this for ourselves out of a personal need. You know, I like to say we're kind of on independent paths to the same hole in the market. I've always been a pretty active outdoor guy focused on my health and I was training for my first triathlon and I found that, you know, I was cracking double IPAs on the couch at night and six packs on the weekend and it was kind of against the health and fitness routine that, that I had uh, with the training and, and in general. And so I started drinking non-alcoholic beers, but I found that they were still super carb and calorie heavy um, and didn't taste that great at the time. And so then I started trying to, you know, switch to LaCroix. And after having three or four of those at the office during the day, that like fifth or sixth one in the evening or on the weekend doesn't feel very celebratory. And so like when we looked at the market, there was really just nothing that filled that need that was lower, no calorie, lower, no carb, no added sugar, had some functional benefit and gave us that great occasion of cracking a cold one. And so, you know, when Nick and I found that, we said, let's just go build it ourselves. And that's what we did. So when you thought about that unique insight, uh, what was it that you went out to try and build? What were the features that you wanted to be as kind of the defining parts for this new new product? Yeah, great question. You know, one, we wanted an approachable beverage. We wanted something that would appeal to a lot of consumers. Um, you know, two, we wanted something that we love drinking beer. And I grew up in the kind of craft beer movement. And so we love the flavor of hops. And we love that occasion of cracking a cold one. So we really wanted to have, you know, a hoppy beverage. Uh, so we use a blend of four different types of hops, Citra, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Azaka. And then we really wanted some functional reason why. We felt like that moment of relaxation, the wind down, the hangout with your friends on the weekend was really important. So we included a stack of functional ingredients. Um, and then, you know, lastly, for ourselves and for consumers, we know that flavor is number one in terms of what consumers are looking for in a beverage. So we wanted delicious flavors. And so we have our classic products, kind of the most hoppy, and then we have uh, additional products with flavor on top of them, blood orange, mango, lime, you mentioned the ruby red grapefruit, um, and more. And, you know, we see that that flavor is delivering. Our repeat rate is two times the category average. So, um, you know, we know that that consumers are enjoying the beverage and staying. And, you know, lastly, you know, we're going to continue to innovate and stay ahead of that trend. You know, down to the the name of the business, you guys have ta taken a very intentional approach to differentiation from just being a sparkling water, um, you know, at a very high level category. So what, walk me through those choices that led you to say, no, we're not going to be a sparkling water. We're going to be something, you know, as a differentiate in the market. Yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great question. 
you know, we felt like that moderate, we were, as I mentioned, we really started the company and the product out of this personal need. Um, you know, we like to call this kind of your Sunday through Thursday beverage. And we really focused on that kind of moderation trend. And so we wanted to create a delicious adult non-alcoholic beverage. And we know that it's a new category. So there's some education around it. And we want to just be super clear to consumers with the name on what we're delivering on. You know, we're not just another sparkling water. We're something different. Um, and we're a bit more sophisticated in our flavor profile and our positioning. And when you had this insight and kind of figured out what you want to do from a brand and you know, position in the category, et cetera, how'd you go figure out how to make this and really create the formulas and everything else? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it took us a while. We kind of, you know, set up a little mini backyard brewery and, and started tinkering. And it took us about nine months to get the formulation down. And there were some not good ones in there. And there was some great ones in there. And, you know, through that tinkering, Nick and I came up with this, this blend of four hops that I had talked about and uh, something that we thought was really great. And I can remember kind of that moment where, you know, we got to the last formula that ended up being what we used. And we both were kind of sipping at it. We just looked at each other like thumbs up, like this is the one, right? This is so good. Um, and so, you know, through that process, we, uh, we landed on our, our current formulation. So, you know, when you started, you had the formula, you had this great brand. Um, how'd you go off and think about distribution? Um, you know, you're going after this non-alcoholic. So was it through traditional soft drink? Was it through D to C? Was it through kind of the beer cap, you know, beer distributors? What, what approach did you take? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we had originally planned to launch the company with, with typically with beverages, right? You launch in the on-premise, get consumer trial, and then go to retail in the off-premise. And that was our original plan when we were concepting the company. You know, everything changed with COVID. We launched in the heart of COVID. And unfortunately, the on-premise channel wasn't available to us. So we launched in the direct-to-consumer channel to gain that initial trial and then get conviction that, you know, it wasn't just our moms that thought the product was great. Uh, everyone else was going to enjoy it. And so we launched in the direct consumer. We got immediate customer feedback that they loved the product and we quickly ramped up. And it was another moment where we said, like, we've got something here. Let's go and let's run hard. And so that's what we did. We moved into retail in Southern California partnering. We're based in Los Angeles. And so moved into our backyard, partnered with natural foods retailers like Erewhon, who was our first retailer and expanded to Jimbo's and Gelson's and other, other great natural foods retailers in Southern California. Again, when we saw the product was working from there, we started to expand nationally. Um, and we partnered with some incredible beer distributors um, in, in Southern California and nationally. Um, and so now we're available in both national and regional retailers across the country. We've got incredible retail partners like Target, Whole Foods, HEB, Wegmans, um, Albertsons, Kroger, um, uh, Harris Teeter, Bevmo Total Wine, uh, Trader Joe's, and a bunch more. So you, you didn't take this typical path of on-premise, off-premise. So how is the on-premise uh responded now that they see you on all these retail shelves and the great direct to consumer. 
Yeah, so we started working with on-premise partners and it's uh, it works great. You know, one of the uh, top usage occasions for our beverage is switching between alcoholic drinks and non-alcoholic drinks. There's a great stat out there that 58% of consumers are switching between non-alc and full-strength alc in the same occasion. And so we see that in the on-premise channel too, where a customer will order a couple beers or a couple alcoholic beverages, and then they'll switch to hot water and have a couple more. They can extend the night, feel great. But uh, we like to say the consumers don't need to choose between having fun and missing out. So yeah, we've got some really great on-premise partners across the country, and it's a channel that we're continuing to expand in. So you've had this amazing expansion since launching in the middle of COVID. Where are you taking the future of the business? What's next? Yeah, great question. I mean, we're super humbled that consumers love the product. You know, when you create something yourselves, we thought it was good. And, you know, we did all of the testing with our friends, but you don't really know until you launch it in the market. And so we're we're really grateful that consumers love it. Um, You know, when we first would walk into retailers, they'd kind of say, like, what is this weird product? (laughs) And, And now we have retailers calling us saying, all my customers are asking for this. I need to, I need to get it on our shelves. Uh, so we feel really good about the trajectory. Hopwater, our brand, uh, was actually a top 10 growth driver in all of craft beer in the first half of the year. And we were one of only two non-alcoholic brands um, in that set. So, you know, you ask what's next. We're on a mission to build a billion-dollar beverage brand. We see that there is a ton of white space out there. With our products, there's so much runway. There's a ton of white space in this category. Um, And we believe in consumer-led innovation. So we continue to listen to the consumer on what they want. That's how our our most recent releases um, have come out. And, you know, we're staying focused on building uh, building this brand. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So you talked about the non-alcoholic space and the behavior of switching, which I've kind of heard that described as zebra striping uh, in the past. When you look at non-alcoholic, it became a very explosive category post-COVID as we all maybe felt we imbibed a little too much in that at home. So how would you describe like the current non-alcoholic space and what do you think is going to shake out in the next, you know, call it one to two years? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the current space, um, about a $4 billion category in the U S it's grown 46% over the last two years and driven by a lot of trends. You know, we think that the moderation trend is really what's driving this and, uh, that the younger consumers are, um, doing so even more. So there's this kind of coming demographics wave of consumers that are looking for damp drinking um, or, or, you know, moderating their consumption. 
uh, you know, almost half of consumers in the U.S. are trying to reduce their alcohol consumption, and and half of those people are switching between alk and non-alk. So, you know, we see this as like a pretty large macro trend, uh, and we want to provide consumers great products to enjoy. And we think Hoppy Water fits perfectly in that it's no sugar, no calories, has great bold flavor, is refreshing and hydrating. And, you know, we've seen that proved out in the data. Um, hoppy water is the second fastest growing category in all of craft beer. Um, and Hop Water, our brand, is now the fourth largest brand in the craft non-alcoholic space. So, you know, talk to me, you've got these really interesting ingredients that it uh, differentiates and you really doesn't um, deliver enough impact and an effect that isn't just a sparkling water. Um, how did you choose what you put into it and those benefits of the neuroptics and everything else that go into it? Yeah, great question. You know, when going back to when we formulated it, you know, part of that occasion for us is kind of this. Uh, shift and that's you know maybe get home from work and uh, you want to downshift from the day to hanging out with the family or on the weekend you know shifting into kind of relaxation and again you know I love that ritual of cracking a cold beer and so we wanted in this non-alcoholic product something that could um, help to mimic that same occasion so we use Adaptogens and nootropics, as you talked about, the adaptogen we use is ashwagandha, the nootropic we use is L-theanine. We also have added in vitamin C for a little uh, immunity benefit. And so we wanted something that would give that kind of calm focus and mood boosting benefit. So you get an additional reason why beyond just the great flavor. And so with that, you know, you guys have expanded along uh, flavor as kind of the first direction. But you recently announced online that you've got your new dry hopped coming out. Uh, what yeah. led you to have going that as a new direction for the product? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, you know, we believe in consumer-led innovation. And our when we built our core line of products, we wanted it to be approachable to all consumers. So we wanted folks that, you know, love the flavor of hops, but but also people that just wanted a delicious non-alcoholic beverage. Um, the number one thing that our core kind of hop head consumers have asked for is a palate wrecking hoppier version. So we just launched a limited edition or a limited release double hopped product. And we threw the hops in there. We use a, a cold dry hopping process. We use the same amount of hops that you get in craft IPAs and you get that palate wrecking bold hops flavor. Uh, so we just recently launched that, and uh, we're really excited about that one. Uh, we also launched this summer our ruby red grapefruit flavor. Uh, grapefruit is one of the top flavors in sparkling water. It's one of the top growing flavors. It's the top flavor in, in beer, and uh, it is absolutely delicious. Those, the, the grapefruit pairs really well with the hop flavors, so... Um, I would encourage everyone to go try those two, uh, two new innovations. So with the, uh, the dry hop that you came out with, you also changed the size up to 16 ounce. So what was the thinking of uh, throwing in the big bold, all the crazy uh, hops that you can get in there, but also increasing the or changing the pack size? Yeah, great question. You know, we're seeing this and we 
you know, we look at the data and we're seeing this as a trend within the uh, craft space as uh, going to larger can sizes. And as mentioned, you know, our current products are all in the 12 ounce. Um, and so we designed this as uh, not a six pack, but a single serve. And so, uh, you know, we thought consumers would, would want a little bit more. So we decided to go for a larger size there. So how does Hopwire really think about continuing to differentiate itself from competitors, both those that enter the hop water or, you know, the hoppy water category, but also those that are using your ingredients with adaptogens and other things uh, that come along? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways that, that we differentiate. And one, as I talked about, we believe in, in listening to our consumers. So we're constantly surveying our consumers. I talk to our consumers and we're seeing you know, what they want. That's how our double hop product came out. That's how our grapefruit product uh, came out. Um, you know, I think their innovation runway is so long. You know, there's a ton that we're excited to do in the NA space. There's a ton to do in the functional ingredient space. So I would expect to see a, um, you know, a lot of innovation coming from us. I think as far as competitors coming into the space, you know, we think a rising tide lifts all boats. As long as we're seeing high quality, great products, you know, I think part of like the craft beer movement was, was experimenting between products and there's some really great products coming into the market and raising consumer awareness. So we love to see uh, the category building as far as differentiating, you know, us other than flavor and ingredients, which I just talked about. The other area that we differentiate is our positioning. You know, we really position as this moderation versus this abstinence. And I think that's unique positioning in the industry. And I think that's where consumers, um, what resonates most with consumers. And then lastly, you know, a lot of consumers haven't tried hot water. So getting cans in hands, as we say, for people to try it is critical and breaking through so that people even know what we are is critical. We don't have budgets like Coca-Cola, right? So we have to differentiate and we we believe in kind of like Netflix style episodes of interesting marketing campaigns that can break through. So we did earlier this year a campaign that we called the Hop Locker, where we sent our consumers, we actually uh, allowed uh, consumers to, um, uh, to buy or request these Hop Lockers that were lockers. Um, they sold out in under an hour. Uh, we'd send a, this locker to our consumer. We were the only ones that had a, a lock on it. We were the only ones that had the code. We did this for dry January. We'd send them the code on February 1st, and they could lock up their most tempting booze. And we'd ask them to, to track their journey on social media and post about it. And it went crazy. We got like half a billion impressions from it. And it was a really low cost campaign, but it broke through and raised the awareness of the brand. And we're continuing to do those types of things to differentiate from our consumers also, or excuse me, differentiate from our competitors also have a little bit of fun. We uh, additionally this summer uh, did a campaign that we called Spacer, where we had these 3D rings printed that could uh, snap two cans together. And it, this was based on the consumer insights that they were, that consumers were switching between ALK and non-ALK in the same occasion. So you could stack your hop waters with your beers. Uh, and that also broke through and got really great coverage. So, uh, you know, we're differentiating both on product positioning and how we're marketing. So, you know, when you think, you've mentioned a few times about that, the stacking behavior that plays out. So 
you're not purely positioning yourself as a competitor to the alcohol industry. You know, you're a compliment. So does that change absolutely. how you work with that industry and how you partner with them as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as you talked about, we're, we don't, you know, we're, we're complimentary. Um, and so, um, you know, oftentimes we'll sit in the alcohol category. We, we even partner with, um, with beer brands and we'll do co-displays next to, uh, beer brands to, um, to really fit into how consumers are drinking. And, um, as you talked about, we, we believe that, you know, hop water is complementary and additive. And we actually see that in the, in the consumer's basket too at retail. Um, we're, hop water is oftentimes an incremental purchase um, with a consumer's favorite beer or craft beer. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's been a wonderful time hearing about the, the experience of how you built hop water and everything you've uh, done to grow this brand. So I appreciate you taking the time and sharing the journey. Yeah, Dave, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you again. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.